Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. And today is Thursday, October 27th, 2016. I am your host of Oscar Mike Radio, Travis. I am broadcasting from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. How are you doing today? And like every episode, this is episode number 15. I'm going to start with the question of the week. And the question of the week was, where, oh where, are the WordPress blog entries. I miss seeing those. Why don't you have them anymore? Well, I took a couple of blog entries off, didn't think people were reading them. You know, I don't have a way to really see, well, I can see, you know, hits, but I don't actually know who's actually going through them all. But uh, one of my listeners of Oscar Mike Radio made it very plain, very quickly, that they appreciated having the blog post there because they could get the uh, embedded SoundCloud player to the episode, see the episode recap, and check out other things with the blog. So, you're my listeners, you're the boss in a way, uh, and, and I will definitely have the blog post going on the site.wordpress.com blog going for every episode going forward. And then I will take that uh, link, embed it into a Facebook post. So if you go to uh, Oscar Mike Radio or at Oscar Mike Radio on Facebook.com, you can see it there as well. So, to answer your question, I wasn't sure who was reading it, but based on one person's feedback, they're going. And that is the question of the week. On uh, October 24th, uh, Monday, well, I'm going to start with, I should have said this is the word section. The word is passed down orally in the military. You know, what's the word, Gunny? What's the word, sir? The word is information passed down from rank to rank, you know, between ranks to tell everybody what's going on. And the word for this week comes from the Associated Press article on October 24th, 
where it says the first transgender soldiers seek formal army recognition. And, you know, I'll tell you, you know, doing this podcast as a radio show, I, I am always reminded how little I actually know. And, you know, I've been in the military, I've served, I keep in contact with, you know, guys in the military, try to, you know, read the, the, the military sites, understand what's going on. Very interested how our congressional leaders, you know, vote when it comes to military issues. But I have to tell you straight up, I, I had no idea this was really a thing. I just didn't. You had no idea that we were actually looking to formally accept and integrate those kinds of uh, soldiers into our army. Because right now it's just the army doing this. Um, well, if I understand correctly, the Pentagon has formally said that transgender service members are to serve openly. And the AP said that uh, 10 soldiers have formally been asked to be recognized as their new preferred gender. Now, I didn't know this was happening. I didn't think this was a thing. Um, the only thing I knew about was the private Bradley Manning who, while he was incarcerated for, you know, stealing and releasing classified documents asked for gender reassignment surgery and it was granted to him but I'm limited in this so I started you know on Monday and you know Tuesday and, and Wednesday to read all about this and try to understand you know what is going on here because and I'm not coming at this from a you know I hate gays or lesbians or transgendered people. I don't understand a lot of that world, but I don't hate them. I don't, I'm not afraid of them. But I do have to ask the question, like, wait a minute, with, with everything we have going on in our military on any given day, any given day, worldwide, why is the military being asked to take this on? Because it's not just as simple as, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I woke up today and I want to be a woman. I mean, there, there are some real, like, ramifications here. Now, when I joined the military, uh, there was a big push to open roles, particularly uh, naval aviator roles to women. Uh, it was at the end of tail hook which, you know, that the effect of that was still being felt today. Tailhook was where a female naval aviator went to uh, a party with several high-ranking officers and was allegedly, um, you know, harassed sexually. And I don't remember all the details of that, but I remember coming into the Marine Corps and we were told from the time we got to boot camp, and took out to the fleet that women are going to be treated as such, as X, and to err on the side of caution. That was just that was just the truth. That's that's how it was how I was supposed to go. 
And then, you know, don't ask till tell was abolished and gays and lesbians were allowed to serve openly. You know, I can tell you that I served with uh, a couple gays and lesbians and I didn't have any problem with them. They did their job. They could, they could PT, they could do what they had to do. But, but this is, this is something I don't understand. Um, and if I'm wrong, like I said before, if I'm wrong about what I'm talking about here, if I'm not understanding and I'm, you know, have a negative wrong opinion, then by all means, you know, let's have a conversation. Tell me where I'm wrong and, and, and show me the, the error of my ways. But, but I'm just coming at this not from a, 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 you know, sexual orientation or gender assignment thing. I'm coming at this from a logistics standpoint and from a, you know, have you really thought this through kind of standpoint. So, so my first thing is, you know, if, 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 if you join the military and then decide two years into your tour that you want to be something else, Okay. Um, and it says here in the AP article about three paragraphs down, four paragraphs down is quote, transgender troops are now able to receive medical care and begin changing their gender identifications in the Pentagon's personnel system. Next year, the military services will begin allowing transgender individuals to enlist as long as they meet the required standards and have been stable in their identified gender for 18 months. My, my, my problem, my, my first question problem with this is, is okay, at least when I was in there, there were, there were guys that were, had Gulf War syndrome and PTSD that had problems getting care. There were guys who, you know, like me, banged up their knees and backs and shoulders who had problems getting care. You know, we were told we were pussies and, you know, you know, suck it up and, you know, man up and, and take that pain. And 20 years later, you know, you got, you know, guys with, with, with real problems, you know, real issues. Um, and so I, I'm wondering, wait a minute, how, how do, and I know it's only a small minority of the total army population, there's only 10 of them right now, but they're mandated to get them all the medical care they can to facilitate this. And, you know, I have family in the medical field, I'm, I'm the black sheep, I mean, I'm like one of the only one in my family who's not involved in medicine or support of the medical field at all, who are telling me that the, 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 the drugs and the psychological care and the physiological changes to facilitate this are not insignificant. There is a lot of money and resources needed, needed to make this happen for somebody. And, you know, I think that's why you see the 18 month window in there because I was also told and read in several places and I'll, I'll put those in the blog post where, you know, people who are going through a gender reassignment process need psychological evaluations and care to understand what's going on. And my only question is, I'm like, okay, if you're already in that mental state where you're going through all these, you know, internal external changes in your life, you know, are you really in a position to handle, you know, 
complex machinery, dangerous machinery, uh, weapons that if you don't handle properly because you're not in the game, so to speak, if you don't handle this properly, people can get hurt or killed. And that was the thing. Even even in my MOS, there were times where you know, hey, that 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 guy is not all right. He's some some things happened in his personal time that are, that are affecting his job performance. We might want to pull him off the line and make sure he gets help. I just want to know and understand, you know, is that going to be taken into consideration? And then my second thing is I'm thinking about is, okay, sun units are stationary static units. They don't really move around that lot, a lot. Uh, if, if you're doing whatever, you can be literally in one duty station your entire tour like I was. Or if you're, you know, in aviation or infantry, you're moving, going someplace every six months, being deployed for six months out of the year minimum. You know, what's going to happen when that, you know, military personnel is out in the middle of the ocean, something happens, they can't fix on a ship. Now, don't. There's more than just aircraft carriers out in the ocean. There's tons of other ships as well. What's going to happen? How are they going to get that person off the boat to get them to medical care if they need it? I, I don't know. I'm just asking the question again. You know, what happens? How's it happen? How, if you're in the middle of a, of a, a war zone engagement and something goes wrong, you know, what happens then? Or do you just pull that person off the line, so to speak, and shelve them in, in a non, you know, combat, you know, rotation and, you know, let them serve pushing pencils and, you know, you know, working in supply? I don't, I don't know. But, and I don't know how we, you know, we've been able to integrate the races. There was a time when we were told that, uh, you know, you know, black so when they'll be able to serve with whites, that's been proven to be untrue. Um, when I was in, we were all the same color. Our, like the Full Metal Jacket movie says, you're all equally worthless. And sometimes our staff and COs made sure they uh, reminded of of us of that every day. You know, that's, that's just how they did it. But this is this is this is different. This is a this is an external change and a, and a psychological change. And, and I'm I'm just wondering again, has this really been thought out? That it, that it requires us to do this. I mean, what's what's the benefit? What's the gain for us allowing these people to serve? And maybe there's gonna be no problem. Maybe I'm just you know nervous Nelly here. But but to me, I mean. The, the 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 gays and lesbians I served with, you couldn't tell they were gays and lesbians. They just did their job. I mean, they, they did what they had to do. And one thing we could say is, you know, he hasn't gone on a date with a female in months. What's going on? Well, come to find out there's a reason why. But at the end of the day, it didn't change how I felt about him. I mean, come to find out he was an all right guy, wanted to be a Marine, wanted to do his job. And, uh, you know, he's okay. 
and so maybe I'm just you know nervous about this um, but it bears asking it bears asking when we have so many other problems that we need to solve for our active duty military and our veterans right now and you know there's been no dollar sign assigned this program I have no idea what it's going to cost to implement these changes that the Pentagon is telling the armed services to do and it looks like according to the AP article that the um, Army's the first one really taking this on um, but there's all kinds of questions how how is this going to be implemented I mean the art the guidelines say the commanders must allow reasonable accommodations but uh, you know they're forbidden from creating transgender only areas you know have really thought about this and I, I, I want to know again you know why the need for this so I, I just I'm not saying I have the answer I'm not saying I'm asking wrong questions I'm not saying I have a problem with these people I don't understand you know all of this I've never met a transgendered person before I, I kind of go back old school you know I, I try to treat people like I want to be treated so I, I wouldn't be uh, disrespectful or, or discourage that person but you know again I, I just wonder about the why right now and I, I, want, I want to know why this takes precedence over other things that are going on in uh, our military and in our world today so you know again if I'm wrong uh, I'd appreciate you telling me you know why I'm wrong and, and where the changes can be made in my my perspective on this if you agree okay if you have a different opinion if you see a different way let me know I, I'd be interested in um, you know hearing back from you on this because uh, I just wonder what's next and you know I don't want to see anybody feel like they can't serve our country but there's many ways to serve so that's the word of the week Pogue and Grunt reached out this week to say they're happy or rather Pogue is more happy than Grunt but if one of them is complaining then they're happy because one tells the other hey I I'm upset about this or mad about that and they start talking like you know buddies and you know working it out and they 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 love it so when they're complaining I know that all is right in the world and Hogue who happens to be in the Air Force sometimes wonders you know just why the Air Force doesn't get the love that they deserve you know so what you know we sit in, you know in, in, in planes and we have air conditioning and nice barracks stuff like that we gotta suffer too and he wants the Air Force guys to get you know credit right up there with the you know, Army infantry and the Marine infantry you know you know we do a hard job too and I'm like well you know, Pogue got a point there. You know, um, it takes a lot of work to get one of these aircraft in the sky, especially as old as some of these things are. I mean, 
again, the B-52 is almost as old as my parents. I mean, it's it's been around for a long time. And I think it'd be very good to get that uh, aircraft up and down in one piece. So I said, maybe you could tell me some Air Force stories and you know we can see how this goes. So he's going to think about it and get back to me, but he, he was all fired up about that. And uh, he's validated this week. So we'll see. My unit shout out has to go to the California National Guard who 10 years ago the Pentagon was offering reenlistment bonuses to California National Guardsmen and 10 years later they've been ordered to pay it back now the total price tag for the bonuses is about Fifteen million dollars, and the Pentagon wants their money back because they said that they were, you know, given erroneously or in error. Now, I don't know what to say about this. I, <laughs> I didn't want to believe it at first. I, I just, are you, are you kidding me? Let's just say the bonuses were given an error. It took you 10 years to figure out the mistake. Because here's the thing. When you get an enlistment bonus, what, what, what the military is saying to you is, Hey, Travis, if you sign up for, let's just say, instead of four years, you give me six years of your life, I'll give you $25,000. And most guys are like, that is free, easy money. Let's do that. Now I'd be like, well, I want more than 25000 but let's talk. But the, that's, the, that's the deal. That's, that's how it works is you give them, you go into a, a job field that doesn't have a lot of people or you sign up for more than four years and they will give you money for doing so. So, some kind of administrative mistake was made. They're still figuring it out. And the federal government has started coming off after these guys to get their money back. Now, if this is one of those situations where Soldier X got $10,000 in his account one day, and didn't bring it up to the pogues and admin. Well, my sympathy level is not very high. I'm not saying that happened. I'm just hypothetically. If that's the situation, then I feel differently about this. But what it appears to be is that a contract for reenlistment was offered, signed and countersigned by both parties, and money was paid out. That money may have been given out in air. But consider this. Like I said in the F-35 Lightning show, you know, that program was supposed to cost X number of dollars. They're over that program by billions, almost a half of trillion dollars. And no one's going after Lockheed Martin and the other defense contractors making this stuff 
to get their money back. No, we'll go after the soldiers who serve part-time for the California National Guard to shake these guys down to get their money back. That's my problem. That's my problem with this whole thing. So, my unit shout-out shout this week goes to the California National Guard members who are dealing with this. And I want to give a shout-out to the politicians. It seems like there's Democrats and Republicans going to the Pentagon saying, hey, really? My guys? No. No, find a way to fix this. And it seems like enough outrage is out there that this is being worked on or going to be worked on. Because, again, I, I can see this if you said, you know what, six months into your tour, hey, we made a mistake, you got to pay it back. And when you get a, a, a bonus, they don't pay it all out at one time. They kind of stagger it out every year that you're in. And if you're a smart guy, you'll take that money and put it somewhere else. But this has been 10 years. 10 years. I mean, come on. 10 years. I mean, that's like saying to Brock Osweiler 10 years from now, hey, you know what? You really sucked in 2016 playing for the Houston Texans. We want our sign bonus back. Payout. We made a mistake. I mean, it's not the same thing, but I mean, come on. And that wouldn't fly. If it was the, if it was the NFL, it wouldn't fly. It shouldn't fly here. And so... I hope these guys get the, uh, the help they need. I appreciate the politicians and the public getting upset about this and calling for, uh, uh, you know, justice in this matter. And to me, the justice says, you know what? If you can pay, you know, $140 million for one airplane that's already over budget and behind schedule, you can find a way to deal with $15.2 million and leave our guys alone. And work on your processes. So that's that. Um, so closing this episode out. Next week I am going to go over a lot of the events going on in November for Veterans Day. Uh, one of the things that Massachusetts does right is you know they pull out all the stops for veterans in active duty on Veterans Day, Veterans Day month, if you will and uh, the Marine Corps birthday. There is a lot, there are a lot of events going on. Some people have worked very, very hard. And so I just want to try to really flush some of these things out and what they do and who's involved because, you know, a lot of these events are to help vets locally. And I don't care if you're in Massachusetts, New England, or, you know, Hawaii. If you can, I'm going to tell you, if you can help out veterans with local organizations, your money will go further. And to be able to see the, the changes there rather than giving to a, a national international organization. So I would encourage you to be, you know, if nothing else, be, be proactive and try to find a veterans org that uh, will advocate for veterans locally in your town, city, or state. You'll be glad you did. So this is the end of episode 15. Thank you very much for listening as always. I will have uh, this episode up on uh, SoundCloud on Friday. And this episode goes uh, in a couple minutes on hubazoo.com forward slash radio on the Hubazoo Network. 
and um, the blog post will be up Friday or Saturday. So literally in like five minutes, you'll be hearing this at 8 p.m. on hubazoo.com and then on SoundCloud. And as always, thanks. Oscar Mike Radio out. Oscar Mike Radio over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual, I have you five by five. Anchors away, my boys, anchors away. Farewell to college joys, we sail at break of day. Our last night ashore, drink to the poem until we Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. Off we go.